They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a very enlightened episode of Hysteria 51. You couldn't enlighten yourself with a house fire. Why do you suck so bad? Bad parenting. That tracks it. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago. I'm your host and lead alien liaison this week. My name is Brent Hand, and you already heard from Conspiracy Bot. He's the robot I built to help with the show instead. Well, he kind of just does what you've already heard. Make this dumpster fire bearable. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, why is he here? Well, uh, first off, that's Kyle Seabot's minion. Seriously, why is he here? David, don't you feel the love? <laughs> I can't even get to you the regular way, and they're already shitting on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I've got all my uh, third eyes open and uh, <laughs> chakras ready to receive that. Love, just I all think. your orifices open if you're going to be around these bots. I just want you to know that. <laughs> now to answer your question, uh, Mr. David Flora of Blurry Photos and Quiz Quiz Bang Bang Trivia Fame has graciously offered to sit in for Go Forth. While he's out on paternity leave. Oh, for fuck's sake. So there you go. Welcome in, Mr. David Flora. What's up, everybody? Uh, I am excited to co-pilot this this, um, burning 747. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they only find pieces of the tail fin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks, man. What's going on? It's not much, man. Just trying to stay warm. It's been terrible. Uh, There's ice everywhere. You know, because we got snow and then it warmed up just enough for freezing rain on top of it, which yeah. is, that just makes that, it all so much better. The classic one, two punch to the nuts. <laughs> right. And I didn't even have to pay for it this time. <laughs> uh, this week, we are talking arrival of the light beings, how to prepare for the shift and contact with extraterrestrials. What's that all about? Boy, I I have so many questions. I am hopeful (laughs) that we will find out with our guest. Right. Well, this week, Linda Haley joins us for another talk about aliens, disclosure, and what the future holds for us. Pain. Your future holds pain. Shut up, dude. And suffering. Shh. He's right, though. (laughs) He's out of line, but he's right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Thanks, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier there. Anyway, uh, (laughs) author Linda Haley has released Arrival of Light Beings, How to Prepare for the Shift and Contact with Extraterrestrials. That's the whole title. It's a hell of a job description, preparing people for the shift so that we can get along with uh, extraterrestrials. Do Do you think you're qualified for that, David? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> yeah, the right, right. Yeah, well, we all need uh, to uh brush up on our resumes, I guess, and make sure they're <laughs> updated properly. Brent, you, you you shouldn't call them aliens or extraterrestrials. We learned in the book that uh, you should call them persons, persons or beings. Yep. You're you they're treat them how you want to be treated. Sure. Uh is is kind of the takeaway because that's what they are, them, the persons. We are the ETs, right? Right. Well, everyone's uh foreign to someone, I guess, right? Um <laughs> 
it's an important timing for this too, because we've all seen the Tic Tac videos and the Pentagon report to Congress, all nine blistering pages of it. Sounds like you are not a fan of the report. That's a discussion for another time. I think, uh, saddened by its lacklusterness is maybe a better part, but I'll say at least we got something. Anyway, Linda sets out here to provide context to these reports and to shed light on the objectives of persons. Beings. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm not even sure my own objectives, so kudos to her for for knowing what these light beings want. But, you know, whatever. It's written in the (laughs) style of narrative fiction, but the book is an autobiography, so to speak, of the author's growing awakening and acceptance of her role in the planet's evolution. David, yeah, tell me who Linda is. Tell me about her. Well, you're in luck, Brent, because I have a bio. Oh shit! One of the best (laughs) ones. Do hit me with it. Linda Haley is the founder and executive director of the Reiki Center, a comprehensive natural wellness center for people and their pets. She is a Reiki master teacher, advanced craniosacral therapist, and practitioner of multiple natural therapies. After decades of contacts by non-human messengers. Haley delivers their urgent appeal for greater understanding of spiritual truths, the importance of a deeper connection to Source, capital S, and why these beings are now advancing toward Earth. Oh, Lord, they coming. I don't know if your chakras are ready for that bio. Do you feel like um, do you feel like you're 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 ready to to have Linda on here and open your third and fourth and fifth eyes? I I think my chakras uh hit a patch of black ice and ran off the road a long time ago, Brent. <laughs> well, Linda is, a, it's They're messed she, up. <laughs> she's a fantastic interview. It's going to be a lot of fun. And she's got a lot to tell us about what we don't know what's out there yeah. and uh, how she can help you. If you're not feeling yourself, so to speak, uh, that's coming up after the break with more hysteria. 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
for a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Welcome back, Hysteria Nation, and more importantly, Linda, Linda Haley, welcome in to Hysteria 51. Oh, thanks so much, Brett. Really looking forward to talking to you. Well, thank you for joining us on this very cold afternoon. You said you're in Columbus, Ohio, and so not quite as cold, but I'm still, I'm sure you got some snow, right? Uh, No snow right now, but bitter cold, bitter cold. Well, speaking of bitter, I'm kind of bitter with you because I'm dealing with snow and uh, (laughs) ice and everything else. You get to make snowmen. I don't. I just get cold. You know, I'm complaining here, though. And uh, David, how many inches of snow have you had so far this year? In the past couple weeks, it got up around 75 uh, inches. Um, so it's it, we've we've had a nice reprie- reprieve from that for the past about uh, four or five days. It's been nice, nice and like two degrees. That that just blows 75 inches of snowfall this year yeah. already. So yeah, well, I'll count my blessings where I can get them. <laughs> but more importantly, we're not here to talk about snowfall. We're here to talk about Linda and your your new book. I got to tell you. This whole book, you know, when you talk about a whole book is because you and your experiences with extraterrestrial beings, before we dive into it, how is that like being a person and being contacted? How does that shape your life before you even come into writing a book like this? Well, I guess the reason I was asked to write the book is because I understand fear. I was terrified. I just absolutely terrified. You know, I'd wake up in the morning and I've had, you know, three orange triangles on my upper arm that I know I didn't put on. You know, I would have experiences that no one would believe. So for about 20 years, I didn't tell a soul because I knew that I probably would be seen as crazy. That's something that we see even in my past. You you, you have issues or, or things, you, you live in a house, things are going on. No one talks about it. I don't know if it's a, uh, even with like family members, I think it really is a fear of uh, people aren't going to believe me or it was my experience and I don't want to be perceived one way or the other. It's just part of the human condition, I think. Or as as Linda, you bring up in the book, um, some people don't want to talk about it because they think it might invite more of it in. Yeah. Sure, sure. 
No, it took me about, you know, a very long time to get up the courage to write the book. And actually, I am thrilled with the response because I'm hearing from people. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is what happened to me, but I couldn't tell anybody. People thought that I was nuts. I was going to have to be locked up someplace. But you said exactly what I would like to say. So I guess I got some confirmation that it was okay to write it. Did you feel like it was like opening the floodgates for people sometimes? Because once you say, I've had this experience, did you have a lot of people that came out and said, me too, thank you for giving me an outlet? Oh, gosh. And yeah, the other thing that's kind of interesting is that the guides that told me to write the book about uh, maybe a year and a half ago kept talking about it's urgent that you get it out now. It's urgent. Well, I didn't know that in June of 2021, the Pentagon was releasing the report on UFOs. So it was urgent that it came out a month before that report did. And that's something I want to get into and we're going to. You tell this story, the the, the one that they came for and they wanted you to do, as a narrative fiction, meaning instead of an autobiography, you tell it that way. What was your choice for telling your story in that type or that manner? Well, I wanted as many people as possible to be able to connect to the story. And for some reason, I just thought that it would be more readable if I kind of made it look like it was almost fictionalized. But the reality is about 99% of everything that happened to Olive, uh, and my husband's middle name is Arthur, so she married Artie. So what happened to Olive and Artie really did happen. So I did it more just to try to reach as many people as possible because I didn't want people to feel like I was in any way preaching to them. Right. Well, when you have experiences like this, like you said, you've, you for years and you're not coming forward and then you're told that you need to write this book, you need to, to get the word out. <laughs> it sounds weird to say it this way, but why you, and I'm sure you asked the why me, like, why are some people chosen over others? And I know you talk about this, but what is your, what is the reasoning that you believe that like some people are their designated uh, mouthpieces, so to speak? So thank you. Yes, I, I did ask that question several times because I was asked to write the book and I said, I don't want to write a book. Right. And so I finally said, why me? And I said, well, because you understand fear and you understand the response that people are going to have to us becoming more present, um, not just in your country, but around the world. And so we want you to let people know that we're not here to subjugate, to dominate, to eat you. We're not here to control you. We're trying to help you. And so it took me a very long time for me to believe that this was real. It was really happening. So I can understand how there'll be some people who, absolutely will take a very long time before they know what's really going on. Was it a hard thing for you to process when it started happening? You're, you're at home, you're being contacted by people. These, these beings, they're wanting you to, to be the one to spread their words, their teaching. What is the, the, the process of you coming to terms with that? Like, like, uh, was it, I, I'm sure you go through the whole, I must be crazy. Then you sure. go through the, I'm, I'm dreaming. And then it goes, no, I have to do this. Like, how do you ration that out in your life and the people around you? Cause you eventually told the people, what's that like? 
That's a great question. And looking back, um, I think the reason that I believed that it was real was because other people were having similar experiences or they said, I have a message for you that and that was identical to the message I was getting. Or somebody said, I saw what your guide looked like. And I never told anybody what the guide looked like. So it got to the point that I thought, well, maybe I'm not crazy. You know, maybe this is really happening. And it it took probably several years before I really came to terms with the fact that, okay, I need to bite the bullet and acknowledge this is real. One thing, and I know that David and I have talked about this on here and John and I have talked about this on here and a lot of the different types of, of beings. And I, 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 one of the things like when you're talking about, you're talking about these, these light beings, they're coming, they're talking to you. The concept of beings that are that far beyond us is hard for, well, it's hard for someone to comprehend, even if they believe in it, let alone someone that doesn't meaning if you were to say grays, people go, okay, like grays is in like the gray aliens. Sure. But you say light beings and some people almost go cross-eyed because they have a hard time figuring that out in their head. Was sure. it hard for you to comprehend or, or to tell people or, or why is that the, the, the reaction sometimes when these advanced beings, as you say, uh, you know, are having these conversations and coming forward to us? You know, one thing that's kind of interesting is that we assume that they're just starting to come in you know, to have contact with humans. But as anybody who's studied this for any length of time, they've never left. You know, they have always been here. They've always been around. You know, there's rock art, there's, you know, Renaissance paintings, there's legends. But what's happened is that they're starting to intercede now to help us. Before they were just coming in and they had a presence but they were not really trying to warn us or to work with us now because of the fact that we're so close to causing, you know, irreparable harm to our planet. They're stepping in because like, no, you know, you're like distant cousins. We can't see you implode. We can't see you blow up this planet, destroy the environment, the oceans, the air, each other. So it's kind of like wait till dad gets home. Well, dad's coming in. <laughs> right. Well, so there, 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 that leads me to my next question, I guess, is you are someone that they've contacted and there's other people out there. Yes. If someone like David or myself want to be open to this, are, are, are we able to speak to them? Is an, is, is someone like a layperson? I guess would be the terminology. Um, can it be learned? Or is it just a, uh, a roll of the dice uh, or, or what do we need to know? So I've had some, you know, experiences that even now seem like it's, they're very difficult to believe. You know, I was, you know, just in a meditation, I was asking guides and helpers, can you please just give me somebody who's a 3D human so that I know I'm not making this up. Mm -hmm. And within a week, somebody showed up in my place of business. I work at the Reiki center in Columbus and said, I'm from the galactic federation and I'm here to help you. I'm like, nobody knew that I made this request out to the universe. Nobody knew right. that, but those are the things that sometimes happen. And we have a feeling that they have to look like little green men or grays, 
But the reality is there are many, many races that look just like us. They may have a slightly different shape to an eye, or they might be bald instead of having a full head of hair. But for the most part, they're, they're humanoid. And so there's a really good chance that, Brent and Dave, you probably have people in your studios that you've talked to that you may not even realize are not really from around here. Well, I question a lot of people, but that's more for their their taste in music, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Linda, you mentioned a a galactic federation. I'd like to know more about that. Could you expound on that a little bit? I can. So it's a little bit like the UN for larger bodies of planets. And um, some of the people might know Edgar Cayce, the sleeping prophet in the 1940s and 50s. He used to do a lot of intuitive readings. And part of what he would do is say that there were sojourns on different planets and when you were on Venus or, and so many people believe that just because we don't have an awareness of, you know, intelligent life on the other planets does not mean it's not there. So take the concept of people in our galaxy that come together as kind of a galactic UN. And so there are individual groups that are looking at, you know, all of the inhabitants of that sector. And then I'm quite sure that there's a lot more than that. I'm mostly working with the one for our sector. How big is our sector? Well, it goes, if you consider the uh, the galaxy, the Mm -hmm. Milky Way, you could think about there's thousands and thousands of planets that have the potential of being inhabited. And that's just the level of habitation that we understand. But we assume that if it's 4,000 degrees, that, of course, nobody could live there. But we just don't understand what does a life force look like that would be on a planet that's different than ours. I think that's an important thing because that's something that we have a very narrow-minded view of life. And I think that... As we progress through, you know, the cosmos, as we we uh, hope to and will, that that is going to become something that uh, will probably be much more eye opening to us because we are we're from one planet who had its own rules or, or way of of evolving life here, and we still find life all the time here, living around uh, geothermal vents in the oceans and things oh, that right. don't you know that don't even match up with a lot of things that we are are used to. I think that's an important thing to think of no matter where you fall on this whole topic, life is going to be, um, and always is even on this planet makes you question, uh, our thought processes. Oh, definitely. I completely agree with you. And, you know, in galactic terms or cosmic terms, it was not that long ago that we didn't know that there was life on other uh, continents. I was wondering, Linda, in the beginning of the book, uh, you you mentioned being uh, a hardcore skeptic at one time. Yeah. And I was wondering if you meant, were you skeptical of um, aliens or extraterrestrials or of just all paranormal topics, cryptids, ghosts, everything included? So it's a combination of being skeptical and being terrified by the possibility that it was real. Mm-hmm. So I was very skeptical of everything that was, we also talk about some natural therapies. Um, I was, you know, my primary background was in traditional medicine. So I was very skeptical of natural therapies. Now I run a natural uh, wellness center. 
Um, I was terrified of anything that had to do with extraterrestrials or odd things. I was raised in a home that was very haunted and was seen, it was viewed several times by people who are professional ghostbusters. And uh, the experiences that I had were absolutely terrifying. And, you know, there was very little that I could do to protect myself. Was that something that you were experiencing yourself or your family members experiencing that as well? Primarily me. Um, I mean, they're little things. At first, it was kind of fun. You know, you could hear knocks and we recorded a woman singing in the basement and, you know, things moving. And I mean, then it was it got a little scarier and got to the point that it was terrifying when like my covers would be ripped down. And I'm a teenage girl at that point. My covers ripped down in the middle of the night and hands would be all over me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or I would be in the shower and there would be a man standing in front of me. No, thank you. (laughs) So it was, it was scary stuff. No doubt. For the, for the center that, uh, uh, that you're at, you, you mentioned some natural, natural, uh, medicine, I guess, would that be the right term? (laughs) Is it, does that include homeopathy? We do not do anything that is medical like homeopathy, but we do a lot of intuitive work. Um, I do a lot of house clearing. So now I go into people's homes and I clear them of unwanted visitors. Uh, we do a lot of channeling. We do intuitive work. We, um, we helped you connect to your guides and helpers. So I've come a long way from, I don't want anybody to know I could do this to now teaching it. Do you feel like when you're doing this, that you're opening yourself up to or if someone is, like you said, you don't want to, you don't want to talk about something because then it it makes it real. In doing these things, you're clearing these spirits. Is it opening yourself up to more issues, or is it that you uh, you feel comfortable in what you're doing? I don't know if that makes sense. No, that's an excellent point, and I, I've heard that a great deal. I think that you are um, possibly impacted, whether you believe that it's happening to you or not. You know, um, are you impacted by 75 feet of snow, as David said, (laughs) you know, whether you believe you have 75 feet of snow in Colorado, you still have, you know, the snow there. So it's kind of like if you are just choose not to deal with something doesn't mean it's not happening to you. So what I try to do is teach people how to intuitively connect to what's going on and uh, protect yourself. People are not being taught how to protect themselves energetically. And there's an awful lot of things that can happen to you, you know, energetically bombard, psychic attacks, people doing remote viewing. There's an awful lot of things that you may not have an awareness of that are certainly happening to you. So we like people to realize that in order to be fully protected, you better have a better arsenal um, instead of just saying, no, I don't think I want to deal with it. That just doesn't work very well. No, thanks. It's just going to go away. Right. <laughs> There's something I, I was wondering about, um, uh, every, ever since the, when you talk about your first Reiki session that you experienced and the release that you had, um, is that something that, that just anybody can walk in off the street and do a session and, have something get released or yeah. can can you expound just a tad bit on that for me? My first entry into natural wellness was I was very sick. I was part of traditional medicine and that made me sicker. 
And I found a Reiki practitioner and within the matter of just, you know, an hour, um, there were an awful lot of things that were taken care of in my body and I actually got well. So being skeptical, I thought, well, this is, I was just making it up. I just, you know, fabricated it, my imagination, but then I found out that from my eye doctor that my eyes had improved. And then I found out from, um, you know, another doctor that my bone scan shows my bones had improved. Anyways, all these things were happening. And that's when I really decided that I wanted to learn more about it to find out, wow, if this is real and I'm looking at concrete evidence that natural methods can make a significant difference, I want to find out more about it. And so from that, um, I created a center. It's called the Reiki Center in Columbus, Ohio. And we're now the oldest and the largest natural wellness center in the region. So um, we bring in um, trained practitioners to be able to do things like release spirit attachments. And many people know what possession is, but there's an awful lot that can happen that doesn't go into the category of possession. And, you know, if for some reason there is an earthbound spirit who's terrified of going into the light, they can actually take up residence in your body. And so we release spirit attachments on a daily basis and people feel better. And they don't even, sometimes we don't even tell them what we do, but all of a sudden their personality is returned back to normal. They're happier. You know, they're um, odd cravings. You know, maybe they were vegan and all of a sudden they're craving raw meat. You know, that's not them. That was what was taking up residence in your body. Anyway, so we do a host of things that may fall into the category of being exceptionally weird, but uh, it's real. And so that's how we try to help people where they are. That's something that we've heard a lot with. We've talked to people that work with spirits and stuff and possession and people not acting the way they are or, or, or changes in mood and personality. That's got to be weird to say someone comes in for something and you realize, you know, I don't care what it is to, to release something like that. Um, you know, that they might not know about it. Do you have people come in that say I'm possessed and do you realize that they're making it up? I mean, does that ever happen? Do you have, or is there like a vetting process as far as that goes or, or people that try to like, I don't know if that's an exploiting of the system, whatever you want to call it, or is that not something that usually happens? Um, we don't usually see people who claim to be possessed. We see people who say, I just don't feel like myself. Or they'll say odd things, like they'll refer to themselves as like we, you know, we don't want to go to that meeting, or she doesn't feel like having dinner with you. Um, they'll just say odd things. And then the family members and friends will just think that they're having an off day. Um, we know otherwise, and that's kind of a specialty of mine, uh, releasing earthbound spirits from an individual or from a location. Um, it's just a different way of trying to work with energy. In the vein of uh, what Britt was just asking you, Linda, about like vetting things and, and kind of recognizing that, do you ever come, you, you, you actually touch on this, it's buried kind of deep in the book, but you, you touch on um, maybe like abduction, abduction accounts or, or, um, experiences that maybe seem fake or made up. Do you, uh -huh. 
are you able to spot those in the wild? Like, is that a, is that a, a skill you've developed or, or is that kind of a hard thing to, to know? Well, I've never told somebody you're lying, you're making it up. I don't believe you, but there have been experiences that uh, perhaps are not something that I've ever had. So I think I've been in this long enough that just because I've never experienced it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm exposed to an awful lot of every single day, some new and different odd things, but there are people who like, you know, the attention, the thrill that comes of having something exotic happen to them. Yeah. So, um, and I understand that from my perspective, that's saying there's something that's part of your composition that says nobody is paying attention to me. Nobody's listening to me. I need somebody to like me. So I approach things more from the psychology of what is missing in your life that you need to create something that is so fabricated. I can respect that. In in the book, you, you talk about uh, ghosts, crystals, Reiki, possession, abduction, guardian angels, chakras, channeling. I mean, it's a lot of stuff all woven kind of together. Are you... Linda, are you confident in saying that everything we think of as paranormal is connected and is a manifestation of this energy or this source? What I'm trying to say is that, and the book is entitled How to Prepare for the Shift and Contact with Extraterrestrials. That's the subtitle. The primary title is uh, Arrival of the Light Beings. But when I say prepare for the shift, the shift is this, um, what's happening right now where so many people are starting to have an awareness of things and perhaps even delve into it that maybe, you know, five, 10 years ago, they would never have had an interest in. You know, people are interested now in crystals and spirituality versus religion and ghost hunting and understanding, you know, um, different manifestations of energy. So I think what's all related is the fact that people are opening up to probably a more expansive view of what energy is. And so everything, if the core of everything is energy, there's a lot of different ways that energy can be interpreted. Do you think someone seeing uh, a Bigfoot type creature out in the woods would would be something like this, like a manifestation of energy and then, or, or another dimensional being or something? You know, what I think is that I think there are portals that energy comes in and Bigfoot is often seen around. Uh, there's UFO sightings. Uh, there's a complete disappearance, even though you're following, mm-hmm. you know, a cryptid. And I think that there's more to wormholes and portals that uh, science really understands at this point. I mean, even Einstein speculated that it was possible to do, you know, travel using, you know, forms of wormholes and portals that, you know, even now we don't quite understand. But I really think things slip in and things slip out. We see these beings, whether, you know, Bigfoot or whatever, around these areas. And that means that they're fulfilling a function that we don't understand. And you're saying that we need to be able to talk to these beings and get ready for this, this, um, ascension, so to speak, you know, and this shift. 
and now in the the mainstream news we are seeing with the 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 pentagon the cia coming out they're talking about uh finally you know coming forward and talking about ufos they're they're making now a division that's going to look into these things are these steps in the right direction do you think or are these the government still moving too slow yeah exactly you know what I think is interesting is I think Hollywood actually started to prepare us for it um, maybe back in the 50s because Hollywood has been working, I think, with the government to do kind of a soft disclosure. So you think it is being drip fed to us and has been for a long time? Well, think even further back in the 30s when, you know, the uh, um, some of the radio programs caused people to jump out of windows because they were so positive that aliens were landing. And that was a Halloween radio program. Mm. So they're probably terrified if they did tell us the truth, we would have mass hysteria on their hands. The reality is we are one of the few countries in the entire world that have not released our UFO files. If you look around, most of the other countries are very open about it. It's not seen as a major government secret. And I think that it's time that, you know, some of the congressional committees that have started, the brand new one that started two weeks ago, um, I think that it's about time that we stopped, you know, with all the secrecy, because if the government is hiding that from us, when we already have proof, otherwise, what else are they hiding? I guess my next question then would be, though, why is there the secrecy from these beings that only talk to some people and they work in these weird ways where they come to you at night and they do things? Because I always look at it that way. There's like this two way road. We need to open things up, but I feel like they do, too. But then I always hear, well, we're not ready. Well, it's like a double edged sword, right? I, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, no. And I, and I agree. Um, what we keep hearing is that, you know, we don't want to scare you. We want to make sure that you know that we're coming in peace, you know, and let's face it, you know, whenever we've had the opportunity, we try to shoot them out of the sky, you know? Um, so it's entirely possible that truth justice have, in the American way. <laughs> you know what? There's validity in them being a little nervous. <laughs> I'd, I'd be nervous to come here and try to help us. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's probably why, you know, they, they came, you know, 5,000 years ago before we had nuclear weapons. Yeah. And, yeah. And they're monitoring from a distance. So I guess my big question for you is for our listeners, they haven't read the book yet. They're going to go get the book. What's your big takeaway? Do you want them to, before they go and get it or they read this book, what is your, your um, one thing that you hope everyone takes from all of this? Well, I think, see, I don't really care about UFOs. I care about the occupants. I don't care. I don't carry the, you know, there's different kinds of UFOs. I want to know why are they coming? And bottom line, they're coming because we've pretty much called them. When we started shooting off atomic bombs in 1945, that was a calling card that's saying, whoa, okay, okay, you guys have moved to the point that you could potentially destroy each other, and then you could potentially destroy the planet. And it's just like having like a Calder mobile. If you have one of those little pieces that's not there, it throws the balance off. So what happens if we blow up Earth? We've got a very fragile balance of all of the other planets and asteroids and moons 
And so if for some reason we blow up Earth, and you know, there's evidence that there was a planet between Mars and Jupiter called Marduk that is now an asteroid belt. So what happens to the other planets? And then they also, what happens to the adjacent solar system? So they have a reason to be concerned. And it's, you know, also for their own safety, because like throwing down dominoes, you never know where it's going to end. Right. But then the other thing is they're really worried about is artificial intelligence. That what we're hearing is some of them are coming back as a way to try to get us to understand that they once had emotions. They once, before they became more connected to this hive mentality, into more of um, connected to a robotic central intelligence, they miss that. They miss the individuality that they had, and they got so caught up in the excitement of being able to be connected to a computer that as a culture, they no longer know what it feels like. So they don't want humans to lose their humanity. So that's actually a really big one. If Earth, like you said, is a is a piece that, you know, is is small but significant in the grand scheme. Yeah. Are there other planets that are in the same situation? There are. And if you actually have the ability to be able to connect, whether it's through meditation or by actually talking to a being that comes through, um, there are a lot of planets that are going through something pretty volatile right now. And in fact, some of the Star Wars movies uh, apparently come fairly close to home because some of the uh, the problems that they've had have been actually a little more something that we would see in more science fiction. So we're told that, yes, there are galactic wars. Yes, there are problems on other planets. And we are one of the planets going through what's known as the shift. So are these growing pains? That uh, these planets usually go through, or and we're not uh, special, or are we special? I guess, um, well, I guess everyone's special in their own way, but you know what I mean. No, 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 that's a good point. No, that's a really good point. So, whatever this shift is, it is affecting us as individuals. Relationships are changing. Um, we are moving from, you know, being more in our brain uh, to being more in our heart. Um, we're being challenged on a lot of different ways, you know, as individuals, but we're also being uh, challenged as society. So look at all the cultural shifts going on and that goes farther and farther out. And yes, Gaia earth is changing. We've heard years ago that Gaia is uh, stretching and is really getting tired of some of the things that we're doing to the planet. So look at all the volcanoes, and the earthquakes, the extreme weather patterns, you know, there's a huge hole that's opening up in the middle of Africa that if it continues has the potential for splitting Africa apart. So we used to have a hundred year flood once every hundred years. Now we're seeing them several times in one year. So yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening. And if anybody follows the Schumann Resonance, which is the band of energy that surrounds the planet, it's supposed to be around 7.83 hertz, which is called the heartbeat of Earth. And for 60, 70 years, it was always around 7.83 hertz. But now there's spikes of six to 8,000 hertz. And about a year ago, the spikes were in the thousands instead of seven. 
So look what's happening on the planet. You know, there's uh, as above, so below. Can you tie any specific events or happenings on Earth to those spikes? Have you been able to to look at that or anybody else? Yeah. Um, if you take it back to what was happening on those days, you can see that there were massive corona mass ejections and microbursts and solar flares. And what's interesting, too, is that according to some authors, there are about 25 cultures that have said that we would be going through a major shift at a time in history and in the the future of Earth. And there are many people who say this is that time that has been said Earth will go through a major change. And there are some people who speculate that this is that time. Is it more the sun that that causes these spikes as opposed to humanity and, and all the crap that we throw out there? You know, I've often wondered, is it because of what we're doing down here that is sending those volatile emotions up into the atmosphere and changing that? Or is it what's happening, you know, in the cosmos and, you know, the uh, the sun that is going through its own mass changes that is impacting us? We know, good grief, the moon can move tides and can change our personalities. So what is it that is happening to us that perhaps we don't really have awareness of? That's a hard thing to to grasp, <laughs> you know, to think about. I know. Chicken or egg. Right? Yeah. What, yeah. What's next for you? Do you have anything else on the horizon, other books or anything else other than, other than uh, we know you have your center, but are you working on anything else specific? Yeah, I would like to do a series of books that show how we can have um, – you know, a little bit like, remember the old TV show from 15 years ago, Touched by an Angel with Della Reese? Mm-hmm. So just the whole concept of we don't know who is helping us on our path. And, you know, I think that we have an awful lot of unseen visitors, and you can call them guides, helpers, angels, ancestors, whatever you want to call them. But we're not alone down here. And we have never been alone down here. So what would be uh, what would happen if we had more of an awareness of how they were helping us? I think that could be kind of an interesting series. Yeah, uh, if people can get past their hatred and and social media dependence and uh, <laughs> <laughs> figure out uh, wh- what's actually going on out there, um, man, we're 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 living in a weird time. No matter how you look at it, it's a weird time. This has been great. If our listeners want to follow you, want to find you, where can they follow you at? Where would you send them to? So my email is linda at lindahaley.net. And my website is lindahaley.net. And if you'd like to find out about natural options, we do a lot uh, remotely, literally all over the world. My website, um, well, my Website is thereikicenter.net. Excellent. And we'll have all of these in our show notes. So guys, gals, if you want to find Linda, you want to talk to her, you want to learn more or go visit her at her center, that's going to have all your information. Linda, thank you so much for doing this. This was great. The book was fun. 
talking to you has been fun. It's it's eye opening to say the least. We thank you so much for coming on here with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks a bunch, guys. Thank you thank so you. much. And guys, gals, we'll be right back after a quick break with more Hysteria Fifty One. I don't know if my chakras are ready for this discussion, man. I don't know. (laughs) That was a lot to unpack. She threw out a lot of buzzwords and things in there. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like her book. I feel like it was packed with uh, information and the, and kind of like new age all-stars. Like it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot in there and, you know, to, to Linda's credit, it, it kept me entertained throughout and wanting to know like, okay, well, what else, what else, you know, (laughs) what she was talking about, which sector of space we're in my mind immediately went to green lantern. Like we're space sector two, eight, one, four. Thank you very much. Brent, I, (laughs) I reading this book, I had the thought after all these, uh, races and stuff came in there, I was like, this is like the green lantern Corps." nerds. Like <laughs> it's like when Ryan Reynolds right. goes to, well, you know, sorry for bringing up the movie. Yeah. That's the, um, yeah. Visually <laughs> when, when he goes to that, to the planet and there's all of them and they're all different. And you know, it's like, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. You always talk about in a lot of these times we talk about these great councils, I guess. All right. Well, well living off of that or kind of not living off of that, but pivoting off of that is one of these things. That, and I, I mentioned this to her. And the thing that bothers me the most is they are so worried that we're going to blow ourselves up. We're going to hurt ourselves. Yeah. That they're going to come and just tell people through these secret little ways. And they, then the government, we need the government to come out and tell us. But they're not coming out and tell us why is everyone lying to everyone then, and why should we re- believe these people who are foreign to us in every yeah conceivable, w- conceivable way? Yeah. way um, if that is real, why should we believe them when they're just picking and choosing who to tell, while others are allegedly probing and abducting and doing hybridization and and sexual reproduction and raping and doing all these horrible things. But they are advanced past us. It's a dense cake. It's there's so much and so many things. Uh, so let me let me preface all this by saying I am skeptical of everything, mm. but I'm so open-minded to this and that's why I I have all these questions. I really do want to know more about this but Mm -hmm. i i can't help but think there's just too much in here for all of it to be real you know what i mean yeah it's my human nature i think my problem is i get angry i go no no you know fuck you if you're not just gonna come out and tell me something then i don't care and that's (laughs) you know but yeah you're right like you can rationalize the way they're you know that that information is parsed out and stuff i'm sure but like can everything be connected is that what you're getting at? I, I don't even that's kind of one of the lower things for me to believe. Like it's it's lower on the the priority list to right. believe yeah. if yeah. everything is connected by the same source or something. I mean, a lot of it is very comforting to think about. Um if well, it, right, if it right. Well, and a lot speaking of comfort, like that, you know, the the Schumann resonance and things like that, you know, the frequencies of the earth, you know, that's that's been a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in New Age and you know, and healings and things like that. Gaia versus climate change. Is Gaia getting mad because we're doing things or are we doing things that's making the world go to shit? 
so to yeah. speak. Yeah. You know? And, you know, is there a difference <laughs> per se, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, if Linda's still listening to to this, I Linda, will you please send me a guide or, or somebody like Avatar to, like, uh, talk to me? I would really love – I'm so open-minded about this. Believe me. I, I would love to get um, spirit attachments released. I would love to have things – not hurt in my right, body. Right. Um, I would love to know and help others heal and or whatever. But, you know, am I just some shitty nobody? Correct. Who, is, you know, I, I am not one of the chosen ones to be able uh, to yeah, do Yeah, that's where I feel like, who's the chosen? How are the chosen chosen? How are the chosen chosen? Who watches Are you the open? Exactly. You know, are you open to it for some reason? Or you just happen to have a... Uh, something in your DNA or yeah, you happen to be yeah. in the right place on a Tuesday. And also in the, in the book, and this is something I, I didn't get a chance to ask her cause I'm not sure how to frame the question without sounding condescending. And that's not my intention at all, but there was a mention of these, uh, these beings or these guides or even people who are, um, awaken or woke and, and feet, you know, uh, healing, helping others. There's, there's this, uh, uh, mention of a mission that everybody has, you know, it's their mission to do that. Well, my, my question is who is assigning the missions? Yeah. Like, is there literally a council like, or is there a, a delegation somewhere where they've literally got filing cabinets. Okay, you're supposed to go talk to Lyndon. You're going to go talk to Bill, and you're Owen gonna be Wilson on. is sitting somewhere, like you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just yeah, going through the motions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. It's it's fascinating and frustrating and interesting and dumb all at once to me. And I don't mean. I know that sounds condescending. No, Everything you're right. I'm thinking though, it sounds condescending. And believe me, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but. I, there's so many questions I have, but like astrology, chakras, uh, uh, channeling, tarot is mentioned at one one point. This is all man-made stuff. Like someone thousands of years ago looked up in the sky and said, there's four stars. Well, that's a bull's head. Right. Okay. Why is it not a chair? Why, you know, why am I not under the chair sign where I just like to sit and be quiet a lot? You know, like it's just not in that the cards, kind of stuff man. really puts me off. Yeah, uh, because of how much, how much human influence. Yeah, right. right? Uh, yeah. How much human nature has influenced the things that we see that then, then become. And that's a question that I don't know. I don't have. And like, I'm like you too. I am very open-minded on this and I want to know, but I think that it's important for us to, like we say, we, we ask her questions. We voice these things, not to just go no, no, right. fuck you. No, but to be like, I want to know. And I want to it's be able to ask understanding. Yeah. 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 And, and that's why I'm like, Linda, please have Avatar speak to me or somebody yeah. have somebody give me this experience so that I can then pass it along to others. And so I'll understand it and not be like so cynical and, and you know, mm -hmm. everything is just we're here and then we're gone kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Please, please give me that understanding. That is the the grand equalizer is seeing for yourself. I believe yeah. it when I see it, you know, and that's an unfortunate uh, reality 
for most things, though, is that that's what it takes for one way or another. But why is that such a hard thing to give to us? It goes back to the whole secrecy thing. Like, why are they only picking and choosing certain people if they're here and they want us to believe that they're here for good? Then come here and show us that you're here for good. Don't hide. Yeah. That's me being my own asshole self, just being mad at them. <laughs> if it's all real and it's all true, uh, you have made me angry. <laughs> ah, as I shake my fist to the heavens. Yeah, because bullshit. I think you and I feel like we can handle this. Right, I do. And do I think a lot of people can or can't? No. You know, sure, I, I, you know, sure. but I think the grandiose, the, you know, the a grandiose gesture that would happen, a lot of people would uh come to terms with it pretty damn quick. Yeah. Now, I there's probably an argument to be made and I I don't mean to be the one to make it for people, you know, who believe in this, but she does mention a story in the book where someone um astrally projects. Mhm. And like is looking up her skirt. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I, I guess there would be plenty of people out there who would be pervs. And yeah. I'm a and, very and, enlightened, rapey pervert. individual. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Now I need to, you know, I need to work on this I so just, that I can go yeah, to the we're bathroom. We're all Kevin for, Bacon you know. in, in Hollow Man or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I but, this. This is one of those times where I hope no one ever cuts clips out of the show. <laughs> Plays, oh, I'm a very enlightened, rapey individual. <laughs> Said David Flora. <laughs> so, so you know, there there is that argument to be made. But also, I had the thought going through there, if people can do that, if people can astrally project or spy on others, um, how come we're not like... How come we're not using it for good? Look at the government. They searched and they searched. They researched this for a long time and they got at least enough back that they looked into this for a very long time. The, yeah. Are yeah. you going to tell me that they, and of course, what we've heard is not everything that happened. Sure. They obviously found some parts of this that were worth researching or they forgot about it <laughs> yeah yeah and just let the <laughs> until somebody else came in right, and was like right. what are we spending money on f that the men who stare up skirts uh, is very different <laughs> than the men who stare goats <laughs> that's a, that's a different movie that's uh george pooney yeah but um yeah. <laughs> i'm upset that you beat me to that <laughs> <laughs> but my point is like why why aren't there like to to harken back to that uh spiritual warriors who are going into these like polit these high power politicians and figuring out ways to jeopardize them from you know and stop them from wrecking countries wrecking lives being pedophiles go you know uh, harboring sex rings and things like you yeah. know all this stuff that you know there are plenty of people up there that are doing this crap. I mean, you know, there's the pedophile plane to, to Pedo Island or whatever. And I'm not trying to be QAnon here. I'm, no, I'm serious. There are real. people that are yeah. that are doing this. They just sentenced one of them to, to prison. Yeah, yeah. You, that's why your Epsteins and your, yeah. your people like that, it is real. It's not, I'm not saying you're ordering them through Wayfair or uh right, or they're in a basement of a pizza place in dc right yeah. right there's a big difference between reality and conspiracy. manufactured conspiracy yeah. reality and we got to figure <laughs> out surely where there's a way to spy on these jag bags astrally and and dig up the dirt to where we could nail them you know yeah 
I'm down know. for astral nailing as whatever that Ast- looks like. <laughs> Ast- astral espionage, I think, is what. <laughs> that is I a fucking resume builder. Espion- <laughs> Half third eye will travel. <laughs> that's I don't a- know. That's, that's where my mind goes with yeah. some of this stuff. But I would love to experience it. I want to hear where our listeners' minds go to. Everyone, if we want to hear where you are at on this, do you believe in any of this? Have you had experiences with this? Or have you ever dealt with Reiki? Or have you had an experience with someone talking to you? You can tell us your thoughts, your experiences, your anything by going to Hysteria Nation. That is our Facebook discussion group. Just go to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod regular Facebook page, which now you can listen to uh, Hysteria 51 while you surf <laughs> and tell <laughs> everyone about how much you hate everyone else on the the terribleness that is Facebook. At Hysteria 51 Pod, if you want to tweet to us, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. You can find me and David on there a plenty talking about all sorts of weird news of the week and nonsense. Um, we got to do another one of those. I know, things. I know. We're we're slacking. Actually, I have an article I wanna I wanna talk about. So maybe we should schedule one. right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Voicemail seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven again seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. If you're getting any of this, just go to hysteria51.com. David, the maiden voyage of you as the the co-host on here as taking over for the the ch- now child laden <laughs> John uh thank you so much man child and and dead. many no, more to come my pleasure I I appreciate it I'm happy to do it and I hope uh I hope to bring um I don't know every everything that I can muster the pain <laughs> bring the pain <laughs> yeah, mostly pain. It's mostly pain. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> I can only muster pain these days. <laughs> well, there'll be lots more of the David and Brent musings in the future. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.